Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm very excited to bring you today's feature guest, Cherry Norris. Cherry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ken. I appreciate you inviting me to be here. Oh, absolutely. And if there's anyone listening that isn't familiar with Cherry's work, she, since 2002, she's been giving fun, fail-proof tips and life-changing strategies to help women star in their own love stories. Whether it's how to meet a man, keep him romantically interested, or know if or when it's time to leave. She empowers women to feel their best in love without losing themselves in the process. Her free weekly videos are viewed in over 100 countries around the world. Now, Cherry actually wrote, directed, and produced the internationally acclaimed feature film Duty Dating. It's a romantic comedy about a woman who, on the advice of a love doctor, must learn how to meet and marry her man. The premise is based on the best-selling book Getting to I Do by Dr. Patricia Allen. Everything you need to know about men and relationships is in this film. Cherry's here to help you star in your own love story and find lasting love without losing yourself. Cherry, do me a favor, take a minute, fill in any blanks that may have been in that intro and and give us a little glimpse into your personal life if you would. (laughs) Thank you, Ken. Um, It was never an intention to be a dating coach and give love advice to others because I came from the place of being a total and complete dating disaster. The truth is I was just obsessed with men at uh, a time in my life and kept botching up one relationship after another until I reached my late 30s. And um, a friend of mine introduced me to Dr. Pat Allen, who is a marriage family relationship therapist here in Los Angeles. And I started coaching with her and she would give, you know, guide me along the perils of dating. And I would just make one mistake after another. And I would call my girlfriend and say, yo, you're not going to believe what happened now. And, and we would laugh hysterically. And finally, she said, you need to write this stuff down. And that was the premise for duty dating. And what I didn't realize um, at the time was that it is actually a good teaching tool for how to have a relationship. And a lot of women who see the movie were um, sending me notes saying that they were taking the dialogue from the film and using it on their dates. And so... As a result of making the movie, I became pretty proficient in relationships, and I was traveling in Italy with my mother, and we were sailing up the Malfi Coast, and I met a very cute French-Italian man on the boat, and I just used what I learned, you know, in my relationship skill building, and that resulted in a very hot, happy marriage for 13 years. We were together almost 15, and so everything that I I learned... uh, in making the movie and applying it into my life, girlfriends were asking, well, what, what did you do and how can I do it? And 
So a little hobby coaching friends turned into a full-fledged business and now it lines up that really my life purpose is, is sharing this and spreading, you know, helping others demystify the process of dating and relating and in creating love stories, um, long-lasting ones or shorter love stories, whatever, you know, the heart desires. That's so great. Uh, you know, you, you talk about, you know, helping people create those long-lasting love stories. And I'm curious because for me, I feel like it's it's helpful to have kind of a, I call it a guiding principle, something you can always come back to when you get a little bit off track. Yes. And, you know, it could be a quote, it could be a mantra. It takes all kinds of forms. But I'm wondering, what do you use to kind of keep you on track in partnership? Feel good to do good. Mm. I feel good to do good. Nice. <laughs> that is the... the the feminine mantra, if you will, you know, it, it's like if if as a woman, if we're not centered and and feeling good in our bodies and in our life and at peace, then we're really terrible to deal with. <laughs> we we become very um, passive aggressive and resentful and 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 when we're overgiving, it, it just is, exhausts us, and I think that results in a lot of dis. Ease, and so I really believe in that. That when we continue to lean into the joy, lean into the relief, lean into the peace, lean into the love, lean into the feel good, that that is a great guidepost to follow in every arena of life, especially in love. That is a great one, and I love how it's just there's no way to get lost in that one. Mm -hmm. It's really simple and to the point. Mm -hmm. So, Cherry, one of the things about our show is. Our, our our listeners have told us one of the things they love most is how generous our guests are with, with sharing stories of their personal partnerships. And what I'd love to ask you to do is if we just dive in and, and let's start by looking at a time in your life when maybe you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And I know you've already kind of alluded to that, that you were, <laughs> you know, had your challenges. And I'm wondering, you know, what was going on? What did you trip up on? And, and what were you able to learn from that experience that helped you move forward? That's a great question, Ken. Um, yeah, I, I was tripped up on the premise of I need to work hard to get a man's attention so he will pick me. <laughs> mm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not uncommon. I'm sure many of your guests have, have said the same thing as far as, you know, women in our generation are, are raised to do good and go out in the world and, and have it all. I mean, the 60s paved the way for equal rights and the birth control pill. So technically, we as men and women are very equal. And what it didn't take into account was our bio biology and our psychology, which is very different. And so there was a lot of pushback, you know, from, from women's lib. It, it advanced us in many ways, and it was also a detriment to our love lives in many ways. So when women are able to go out and get what they want and do what they want, it, it doesn't create a lot of space to include another partner in love. And so I didn't get that. I, I just thought the more accomplished I was, the more I showed a man how independent and how I was low maintenance and I didn't really need someone to, quote, take care of me, the better prize I would be. 
And what I didn't realize is that a man actually needs an opening, enjoys giving more to a woman to make himself feel good. Um, and and there's a, a space that needed to be created where I could just get my hands off of it and actually relax and allow the man to step up and show me what he's got to make my life better. And that was the big shift. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because it it is one of those things where it's so unrecognized that if you're doing everything, there's nothing left for him to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about that is, as men, we're not going to fight you for it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because that's and, a poor use of our resources. So we're just going to be like, oh, cool, it's taken care of, great. Exactly. And I didn't get that. And yeah. I remember a, a big, big turning point in my awareness was when I had a very good male friend. And he told me, he said, Cherry, I want to be your friend. I want to be doing business with you. I would never want to date you. And I was so shocked. I was like, why? You know, what's wrong with me? And he said, you're too powerful. And I was like, well, I I don't get it what you mean. I thought that was a good thing. You know, (laughs) I thought being a powerful woman was like something to be proud of. And I just... It took me years after that to, to, to really get that I was so masculine in my, the way I was being that I was actually intimidating men without even realizing it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think there's that, you know, that fine line, you know, and what your friend was saying was, you're being the best guy in the room. Yes. You're not being yes. a powerful woman. Yes. You're being the most powerful man here. Yes. And I was looking for a better man than me. That man doesn't exist. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. That's such a great point. Well, I, I'd like us to look at it. It's kind of a nuanced distinction. But what I'd like for you to share with us is tell us a story of a time when you had kind of one of those duh moments where you're just like, are you kidding me? I can't believe I've been doing this for so long. And I'm It's been my biggest problem. Oh, yeah. It goes right in alignment with what we're talking about, but I remember it. It was the very first time I ever talked to Dr. Pat Allen on the phone, and I had never met her. And it was a 15-minute conversation. And within the first five minutes, I was telling her about a man I was interested in and all the little tricks and clever ideas I was using to get him to ask me out and she just said well you're a big man and he's a chicken Mm. and it was like getting socked in the stomach I remember literally the air being knocked out of my body and I went to the floor and curled up I mean like in a ball because that hit me so hard I had no idea really what the what she meant by it, but there was something so visceral in the experience that just took me to my knees, literally. And that's when I realized, if I don't get help, I'm gonna stay single the rest of my life. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I really had the desire to experience a long-term relationship because I had not, up until the time I was 40, I hadn't been in a relationship longer than a year and a half. So I knew I would just continue on that trajectory the rest of my life unless I learned something different. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's 
That's it's it's really clear, right? When we think back and we go, uh, yes, I can remember the exact words, everything mm-hmm. that happened in that moment. That's a pretty clear sign they hit the target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, what I'd love to do now, Cherry, is, is kind of switch gears a little bit. And, and what I'd love for you to share with us is I call it one of those proud moments of partnership. And, and what I mean by that is one of those times when when you think back to that particular episode, it, it you can't help but smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Um, I, I met my husband, or my ex now, but my husband in Italy. And I... Uh, well, after we met, I flew back to Los Angeles, and he invited me to come back to Italy literally like the next day, and I did. I went, I stayed a couple of weeks, and then I flew back to L.A., and I was waiting to see what he was going to do. He had a job that was taking him to Costa Rica, and he called me and said, I am not going to Costa Rica. I'm coming to Los Angeles to be with me. And I knew in that moment my life changed. I just remember sitting out on my balcony at the time. It was night. He was talking to me from day in Italy. And I just was like, wow, it was very surreal. It was like, this is it. It is happening. This man has changed his life and is flying to me because he wants me. And it's okay to say yes. Mm. (laughs) You know, it was okay to not freak out. I was a little freaked out, but I was, <laughs> but I was more like, wow, wow, this is happening. <laughs> so that's, that's fabulous, Cherry. And I, I would love you, for you to expand a little bit on that. When, when you say it was okay to say yes, what, what do you mean by that? Well, typically, if a guy wanted me, it was like, no way. <laughs> I want the one that doesn't want me. Ah, <laughs> And this was the very first time that I was like, okay, all right, you can come. Yes, I'm willing. I mean, it, it's, it, that's when, that was when I was melting, literally melting, <laughs> <laughs> surrendering. You know, yeah. like going, okay, I am willing to go on this ride and see where it goes. <laughs> well, what's, what, what is really interesting to me is obviously part of that being able to happen was you recognizing that normally you wouldn't allow it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I blocked it. I was great at shutting down or deflecting it or walking away. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get it. I really just didn't get it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that because I think it's one of those pieces that a lot of times we're not aware of how much we're pushing away or deflecting or whatever it is. And we're saying that's what we want, but we're doing everything that keeps it from happening. Oh, that is so true. And I coach women who are doing the same thing that you just described. They're like, I really want it. And then it comes to them, they're, they push it away. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, this is what you've set up. This is what you've created. And now you're, you know, you're blowing up here. So, but it's very... It's very scary for a woman to give up the reins when she's used to having them all her life because it feels very vulnerable. And it's it's not comfortable for us to release our control and surrender and say, okay, whatever you think best, I will follow as long as it doesn't harm my body or go against my moral, ethical, legal creed, you see. Mm -hmm. 
but um, and 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 just say, okay, this is what you're offering. You're bringing something to my life that I am not able to do for myself. That actually makes it better, so I can receive it uh, as it is. You know, I don't have to get my hands in there and make you a project. I'm actually appreciative that you're here doing what you can. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad you you said that part about you know receive it as it is because mm-hmm. from a man's viewpoint, being okay where they're at is like the greatest gift you can give them mm-hmm. and it actually it actually frees us up to improve mm-hmm. because without I, it we're still trying to figure out how to be okay where we are that's right well see i i really do believe that in when it comes to relationship um women are the spiritual guides of the planet i really believe that because we are so much about relationship I mean, men are, but if you look at the prisons, you'd see what a, a universe of men look like if it's just all male energy, right? It's fighting and, you know, sex. So with women, we bring in the spiritual element and bring it to a higher level of relationship. And so if a woman knows how to guide a man well, without directing him and mothering and managing and getting in his stuff and telling him what to do, it actually elevates her to be the better woman and elevates the man to become a better man and everybody wins. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, for whatever reason, we've kind of lost sight of the fact that we're actually designed to work in harmony. Yes. There's a reason we're yin and yang. It's because we're supposed to work together. Yes. And we're having to relearn what nature intended. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that that's the case, but it is. <laughs> so so be it. And now we just need to honor that and, and move forward. Yes. Yeah. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry, I'd love for you to, to kind of bring us into the present, if you will. And what I mean by that is obviously we've talked about a bunch of past experiences and so on. Would you share with us a partnership that's really exciting in your life right now? A partnership that's really exciting in my life right now. Well, okay, this is really out of the box, but if you're talking about the present moment, the partnership is really within my body in the sense of going to a deeper place of listening and really letting go of what I thought my life should look like and allowing my inner GPS, as Oprah calls it, to guide the way. And I just went to a, a an Oprah Super Soul Sessions day here in Los Angeles at UCLA. It was just a lineup of incredible speakers. and. Cheryl Strayed was there and she was talking about giving up the great expectations in order to become the most authentic you. And that hit me so hard that I actually, within the week, this was two weeks ago, put my house on the market and I'm leaving LA. And people are saying, where are you going and what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not sure, but I know I will be informed in the moment. And I have some ideas, but I think I'm just going to like maybe 
go to the South for the summer and maybe to New York for the fall and maybe Sydney, Australia for the winter, just in that's what's saying, that's what's calling today. So like the partnership is like that voice that I have often overridden in my life that I'm saying, okay, now what? What's next? Take me where I need to be, with whom I need to be with, and just show me the way and I will follow. That's so great. And, and part of the reason why I'm, I'm, I so love what you just shared about the partnership with yourself is it, it actually speaks to something we talk about every Friday when we do our Follow Your Yes Friday episodes and talk about that guidance that we all have. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to know the whole picture. More, more than likely you won't. No. But you're, in your case, I need, to, I need to get out of LA. Okay, I'm going to sell my house. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. first step. And who knows where that will lead to, but it's mm-hmm. the right thing in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I believe that we have everything we need in the moment. And we don't have what we don't need if it's not applicable to the moment. And often in our relationships, in our life, we want to play the end of the story before allowing ourselves to get there. Like we have these ideas in our head of how it should look. When a woman goes on a date, typically, she can be sitting there across the table thinking, oh, I wonder how this is going to play out. I wonder if we'll get married. I wonder if mother will like him. I wonder if what color <laughs> bridesmaid dresses I'm going to have, right? The man is generally trying to decide between the Caesar salad or the crab cakes and trying to remember the woman's last name, right? And and so we're often up in our heads about how we think something should be. And the ultimate, I believe, in the feminine energy anyway, um, is to let go. Let go of the expectations in your head. Let go of the ideas and thoughts that you think are uh, accurate from society's point of view or parental point of view or maybe your own expectations of when you were a child. You thought it would look like this way by a certain age or at a certain time. And just say, okay, I surrender to the fact that I really don't know how life is going to unfold, but I will allow the opportunity to present itself and know that I have everything I need to make an informed decision in the moment and go where I feel called to go. And just let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so cool. And congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Well, Jerry, we have actually arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we, we kind of step away from the stories. And I ask you to provide some some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can apply it in their lives right away. And the first thing I'd like to ask you is, what would you say is the best partnership advice you have ever received? When it comes to relationships, and I, I demonstrate this in my movie Duty Dating, Um, In a romance, you need one primarily designated masculine leader who brings in money, status, thoughts, ideas, the respected one, that energy can give, protect, and cherish. And you bring in one primarily feminine energy that is receptive, open, available, respecting, brings in the sensual, the creative, the sexual, 
And the combination of those two equals love and romance. When it's equal, it's either a friendship or a business deal. There's not a lot of romance presented. So for a woman who's looking for love, she, if she wants a man to respect, she must voluntarily put one hand behind her back and allow the man to step in and show her what he's got. And with that, she will reward him by receiving what he has to offer and giving back an appreciation. I love it. That's great. So let me ask you this then, because obviously you're a student of this, this field and, and relationships and partnerships, and I'm wondering what, what book or resource do you you know, feel really is, is the one you would recommend to listeners if you only could pick one? Duty Dating. The movie? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a terrible title, but it really does have <laughs> everything you need in there if you're looking for a relationship, and it's 94 minutes, and it's nine ninety five on my website. I mean, it's just a, it's a movie ticket, you know, and it's an enjoyable way to learn this stuff, and you see it acted out. Um, in front of you so that you 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 don't have to just read something and absorb it you can watch it and learn and then hopefully take some of what you're learning and integrate it into your being and go out and practice and play with it excellent so if you haven't gotten it already everybody <laughs> listening duty dating and we'll have a link on the website so you can just click and find it perfect you can download it immediately and watch there you it go it. exactly <laughs> So, Sherry, what, I, what I'd love to leave our listeners with is, I call it a, an example of the payoff of partnership. In other words, you know, some specific example of something you were able to do or to create or experience that it was the result of being in partnership. Oh, wow. That's a great question. Before my husband left for Italy, uh, when we separated, when we completed our marriage, um. It was so beautiful, Ken, because we there were like four days before he left, and we just made the decision that we would spend those last four days doing the best of us, all right? And that meant we would have we had barbecues and we went to our favorite restaurants and we went to the beach and we played with the dog and all of these things. And at dinner one night, we literally sat there and told each other the gifts that we had uh, received from knowing each other in, in our 14 and a half years together. And what I got more than anything was we saw each other's star. He saw my brilliance in a way that I never could own it. I never thought about coaching or speaking or talking to people. And he saw that people listened when I spoke because I really discounted it. I thought that I was better behind the scenes. And he was like, no, you, you have something that people want to hear. You say, when you speak, they listen. And I didn't know that about myself in this way. And he was a mirror to that. And I was also a mirror to him for his, for his artistry and his, and his, and his, his accomplishments of what he was able to achieve in the time that he was in Los Angeles. I mean, he was like a 
premier salesman at Nordstrom and a personal stylist, and he just had such flair. I think it was from his European background, and he he did not know that side of himself. He did not know that he could do that. And so I think together we were able to really magnify qualities in each other that we weren't able to see on our own. Yes, and I, I thank you for sharing that because it's definitely one of those things where you don't think about it, but you can't get that reflection of somebody else's experience of you without a partner, that's even if it's a partner in the moment. That's exactly right. That's what relationships are, in my opinion. Neil Donald Walsh does a wonderful description of relationships and conversations with God, but it's like we are in relationship to know deeper parts of ourself, and long-term relationships take us to deeper and deeper parts that we can't access in shorter-term relationships. However, shorter-term relationships, even if it's a date, we gain, we remember parts of ourselves through the relationship with another person. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the other thing that you, you really brought to light there was the fact that, you know, the things that, that we kind of take for granted, we don't really think they're that big a deal, are oftentimes the things that other people's jaws drop on. Yes. And they're just that's like, a- that's the most amazing thing. Everybody talks about that. And you're like, really? I thought everybody does that. Yes, that's right. Or you discount it because yeah. you don't think it's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. So I, I think it's clear that you've got a lot to share. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I would love it if you would let our listeners know just how they can contact you and learn more about what you do. Well, it's very simple. If you go to, um, actually, actually, I have a little like, Fun thing, if you are a single woman looking for love, I do offer a three-part free video series um, at howtomeetandmarryyourman.com. And the first video is how to attract a man, a quality man, in less than six seconds and know if he's romantically interested in 15 minutes. The second video is how to turn a disastrous date into a dream date. And the third video is how you know when it's safe to have sex and how to require a commitment from a man you're interested in so you set up your relationship for a successful long-term plan. And I actually, because I'm also an acting teacher in Hollywood, I've brought together some of my actors. So I've had them demonstrate choices so that you can see variations of what to do or what not to do. And it's pretty entertaining, and it's really good information. And the videos aren't that long. They're like 10, 15 minutes each. But you can find them at, how I think it's howtomeetandmarryyourman.com. Excellent. And is that the main website where they would find out more about your work? Cherrynorris.com. Just your name. Okay. Cherry like the fruit, Norris like Chuck. And, and I offer a free little, like, two-minute Q&A videos every Friday where readers write in a question and I'll you know give us give a little silly little vignette and then answer the question but they're kind of fun and it's free excellent excellent thank you well Cherry I think uh, I, I don't know how to thank you enough because this has been a lot of fun you have such great energy the stories you're sharing are so honest and genuine and I just want to thank you for being on the show today well, you're welcome, Ken. 